Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the In The Saddle podcast where this week I'm joined by Izzy Phillips and also as well Paul Callahan. where we'll be previewing the racing on ITV at Kempton and also as well we'll take a quick look at the Isla Chase at, Don- at uh, Newcastle but before we get into them let's see how everyone is. Uh, Izzy how are things? You had a good week on the podcast last week especially with Holstein. Yeah, I, I think we all had a pretty decent week last week, I thought. Um, I know me and Liz were messaging each other, saying we were quite happy with how we got on. Um, but yeah, it was it was a nice weekend last weekend, I feel. Like obviously, you had quite a lot of favourites come in. I know that I was talking to you before the podcast and saying, you know, I had like a nice little multiple come in. So yeah, quite successful. Yeah, I had a, a good weekend as well. I had a, I had a few multiples, I had a couple of uh, good price each ways as well. So yeah, it was... Happy days last week. Um, and how about you, Paul? We've not seen you for a little while. I've been seeing you on the old social media doing some of the Jets training. Yes, I was over with... I did a bit with Ed Chamberlain, uh, which was fantastic. Ed Chamberlain Sports. We had a media training day myself. It was Richard Johnson, Daryl Jacob and myself. We had a day in Oaksey House and it was it was brilliant. Um, any former jockeys or any jockeys that are thinking about it, it's well worth getting stuck into um it, it's amazing you, you just pick up things that you might never have thought of and even it's just nice just to, to connect with some of these people like you had Richard Hoyles there Luke Harvey Ed Chamberlain Liz from Chamberlain Sports as well Lisa Delaney was there it was Phil Kinsley who, who had kind of put me in touch with, with all um George Baker as well and, and they're all just fantastic like um they really are just for just for advice and whatnot it was a great day that went all too too fast to say the least, and um, so really enjoyed that and would highly recommend it. So last weekend I had had photos to in the saddle podcast were proudly supporting Dundalk FC <laughs> at uh, at, at Oriel Park last week. Who played out that finished up a two two draw. It was a good a good match that at Oriel Park between Dundalk and Derry City. Yeah, I'm not too familiar. Um, not too familiar on my Irish football there, Paul. So uh, you have to. The first round of the of the League of Ireland, first games in the League of Ireland kicked off last weekend, so so that was it. We try, I wouldn't get to too many of them now. If I wasn't working, I'd try and get to as many as I can, but um, which wouldn't be too often. So then I was Sunday, unknowingly to you, in the Saddle Podcast was supporting me. Me were playing down in the in the third round of the National Football League, so I was in Navan on Sunday and got absolutely soaked and frozen, but it was a draw. Again, two, two, two goals and six points apiece. Mm, sounds interesting. We'll definitely have to maybe make a, a visit next time we, we come across the Irish Sea. But uh, yeah, glad you're both well, and hopefully we can find some winners for you this weekend. So let's get into it then. The first race we're going to be previewing is in the 115 at Kempton. It's the Coral Fail to finish three bets handicap chase over two and a half miles. It's a class three handicap, and Phlegmatic is your current favourite for the Skeletons. He's at 10 to 3. And then we've got Patroclus as well at 4 to 1. Dayran Dukajak, he's uh, been attracting a bit of support. He's 4s and bigger are the rest. I'll come to Izzy here first. Um, I thought this was quite a, a tricky little race. Uh, what were your thoughts on it? I mean, I can see why um, Phlegmatic is favourite. Um, I'm just a little bit worried that um, he might want a bit further than this, if I'm honest. I quite like Patroclus. Am I saying that right? Yeah, Patroclus. Um, he was the last time out winner. 
Um, and if I'm honest, so I looked at the race. He got up on the line, um, which uh, was to beat um, Guy. And then I had a little look at the form of Guy. And Guy himself actually had phlegmatic in behind over two mile five at Ascot in November. So just kind of looking and tracking the form, I, I can't fully see the reason why phlegmatic would get up here over Patroclus, but we'll see. Yeah, they're definitely two of the more interesting contenders. I actually put up Patroclus on my YouTube channel when he won at Leicester. Um, and he showed a real good attitude, I thought, in the finish. Um, I don't think he's necessarily the most straightforward of horses, but I know they do like him at Seven Barrows. And, yeah, he, he might have a little bit more to come. He's still very lightly raced. And uh, I think the better ground might be slightly to his advantage as well. So, Patrick Liss, it is for Izzy. How about you, though, Paul? How are you seeing this one? Yeah, look, Phlegmatic was a good winner last time out. I would be looking to oppose the favourites here. I'm going to side with the, the Robert Walford train, Foxborough. I think Robert does, like Brother Mark, I think he does pretty well with ammunition provided. Stan Shepard takes the mound. Foxborough is known for made over fences thus far. I thought it was slightly disappointing at Bontville last time out. He just didn't hit the line strong on that occasion. But he wasn't beating the time before over course. He wasn't beating all that far over course and distance the time before that. And if we go back to a second place effort at Wincanton at the end of December, he got to within a half a length of native Robin. Um, on the back of that run, if he reproduces that form, he would be in the mix here, I think. He's around about the 10 to 1 mark. And when you look at Native Robin, has a handicap rating of 133 over fences. The highest rated here is 130. So reproduction of that when Canton's second place effort, I think, would see Foxborough in the mix. He's a tad unreliable, but I think represents a bit of value at 10 to 1. Hmm. So a variety of opinions there. Paul likes Foxborough. And Izzy likes Patrick Plus. We then move on to the next race we're going to preview. It's the 150 Coral Adonis Juvenile Hurdle. It's a Grade 2 contest. And Knight Salute is your current favourite. He's yet to taste defeat over hurdles. He's got an unusual profile for this race. We normally see a very lightly raced sort. Maybe you've raced once and then come on to, to take this um, when they're rising in class. But um, Knight Salute is, is at the head of the betting. And uh, he's been quite impressive so far, Paul. Do you agree? Yes. I've tipped him up here before, I think, um, and I've tipped him up on social media in the, in the past. He's a cracking attitude over hurdles. He's a perfect four from four, which includes one victory over course and distance. I think if he brings his A game, I think the rest will have to bring their triple A game. He's currently priced at nine to four, and nine to four could look massive odds shortly after 150 on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, he's definitely been very impressive so far. I thought maybe um, an impressive, impulsive one could be maybe. Uh, an interesting contender against him, but he did get the better over him on course and distance on debut. So uh, he would definitely have to reverse the form from from that run. Uh, how about you though, Izzy? Uh, Night salute. We in agreement here? Yeah, I'm pretty much in agreement with Night salute. I thought the same as you. I thought impulsive one. You know, obviously, I know that Night salute has had the better of him before, but I just thought that um, I think actually the top two at the weights here. Um, do look quite impressive generally. Obviously, we know with Knight Salute as well, he's got a couple of Cheltenham entries, so you, you're going to want to see quite a nice run here, I think, ahead of Cheltenham. The, the other runner that I looked at, um, and I think he's also quite fancied in the betting, perhaps for this reason, but obviously Pleasant Man, he's a little bit better off at the weights um, in terms of uh, he's only carrying 10 stone 12, but he he's 
probably got to do a little bit more to to take this, in my opinion, from the top two. Yeah, we've not even seen him over Timber yet, so it's hard to know how good he is. But like I said, this is the kind of profile sometimes we see uh, an unraced sort over hurdles or maybe just had one run. Um, but we've got it different in the bet, and we've got the more experienced Knight Salute and uh, Impulsive one. Obviously, they've got the the experience there, and uh, may- maybe it could pay to go those, but they would be unlikely winners of this race on previous trends. So, yeah, fascinating event, and it'll be interesting to see who comes out on top. We then go to the next race we're going to talk about, which is the 225 Coral Pendle Novices Chase. It's a grade two contest, and even though we've got a small field here, I thought this was... Uh, quite an interesting matchup. We've got Pick Dory um, at seven to four. We then got Manella Drama at five to two. Fantastic ladies uh, next in the bet at uh, three to one. Miller's Bank at nine to two, and Goa Lil is the rag of the field at thirty-three to one. I'll come to you here, Izzy. Again, I thought this was quite a hard puzzle to to work out, even though we've only got the five runners. Um, but would we side with Pick Dory still, with maybe a, a question mark around the nickels form? Um, no, but I, to be honest with you, it's not really, that's not really why I don't fancy Pick Dory. I mean, I just, I don't know whether his form looks particularly strong. He was a well-beaten third by Long Press last time out. Um, and I, you know, I'm just not completely sold. Like, I think as well, the price might be a bit short, um, in this field. Um, cause I actually think, you know, that there's others that have got a really good chance. So obviously Manella Drama's got really really good form it's a last time out winner and you've got that donald mccain 30 percent strike rate going in in his favor at the moment um but i actually settled on miller's bank um initially i was really put off by the two unseats but then i went back and looked at some of the previous form so i went back to the aintree hurdle where he wasn't disgraced uh, behind buzz and abracadabras so i just felt like if he can keep his jockey on board he's five pound better off at the weights to pick door him in a drama um and i just think that he might run quite well yeah, he also as well comes off the back of the wind operation, so maybe that might just unearth a little bit of an improvement. But yeah, this is um, definitely a, a wide open race. Um, Paul, uh, what did you think of Pick Dory? Would you uh, give him your uh, uh, nod to victory? I think he's short enough. I think you've, you've kind of hit the nail on the head at the start there when you said you know the, the Nicholas form would just put me off a bit. It's around about the fifteen to eight mark. I'd be looking elsewhere. I would love to see Fantastic Lady take this. She carries the colours of Mighty Man, carries the Hanbury silks for Nikki Henderson. I think it's interesting that she has the, the services, the, the assistance of Nico de Bonville for the first time. Nico maybe looked elsewhere. She may have been a surprise package, I think, from the Henderson stable um, going on past events. You know, when you look down to who's, who's been on her in the past, she won last time out. She was a, a winning favourite at Bangor last time out at the beginning of the month, John Joe Neal was on board on that occasion. Her victory at Warwick, James Bowen was on board. She was at ten she was sent off at ten to one at Warwick back towards the, the end of January. So Nico gets the leg up for the first time. She would have a bit to find on ratings with the top two in the betting. I'm gonna side with Donald McCain's Manella Drama. Brian News takes the mount. Manella Drama ran out a wide winner of grade two contest and testing conditions at Haydock last time out to take his tally to two victories from four starts. Did struggle in grade one company in the past, but I think it's every chance to, to bounce back here to the winners' enclosure at odds of five to two. Yeah, I, I think I 
would just go with Himpool. I think maybe this trip, the two and a half miles, could be could be ideal. I just think maybe he finds the two mile, even though he can be effective on it, maybe just on the sharp side for him. And if you look at some of his better efforts when he's been over this trip, that it's normally uh, he's normally uh, been there or thereabouts. So yeah, I, I would probably just side with Manella Drama. Um, we then go to the three o'clock at Kempton um, for the Skybet Dovecot Novices Hurdles Grade 2 contest over two miles. And shall we have one more as a current favourite? He's even money. Um, I thought he was potentially um, a tad short here. But I think he's more of a talking horse myself, uh, even though he was a wide margin winner last time out of Sandown. Do you agree with me there, Paul? Yeah, it wouldn't be my kind of price, Chris, now. Um, he was very impressive last time out. I think one at a bit of value here is the Nigel Hawks runner, Galore Desassensis. Is that right? Kieran Buckley takes the bounce. Um Number horse number three, if you're in any doubt. Um, he won his last two. I thought he was fairly impressive at when Canton last time out. He will need to improve, but he might just outrun his odds here 16 to 1. And if you're having an each way best, all firms are going to 50 the odds first three home. So, Galore has a sense for Nigel Hawk and Kieran Buckley to outrun his odds of 16 to 1. Yeah, well, you, you would have to obviously step up um, from handicap company, but this race doesn't have. Uh, that much depth to it and yeah maybe who knows at a price he might be able to uh, go well and maybe make the frame um how about you Izzy were we rolling in with a favorite here or again would you want to take him on I mean he is very very short now he's probably one for the multiple certainly not one that I would do singly um I've just obviously I've had a little look at the the form on offer and he's uh a long way forth to Constitution Hill and the Tolworth. Um, and ICO probably has the next best, bet, next best bit of form on offer with a fourth to Pied Piper at Cheltenham. Um, that's probably about the best on offer. Um, but then obviously you look at, shall we have one more? And you've got the jockey and trainer on a 20% strike rate. Um, and course and distance winner as well. So he's, there's a lot to like about him. Um, but yeah, probably I would say I don't particularly fancy anything else, but um, maybe one for the multiples then. Hmm, interesting there from Izzy. I, I I was quite surprised no one mentioned Orkham Risk. I thought he was a real standout in here at five to one. I think he should be a lot shorter in the betting. I would personally have him myself at nine to four. I thought the way he won at Wincanton last time was very impressive. He never really looked like he was out of second gear. The time was a good time. A lot of his other previous form stacks up. He won at Plumpton where he beat Mark of Gold, who's gone on to win twice uh, very easily. Uh, and Chris Gordon won this race uh, a couple of years ago with Highway 102. Very, very similar horse. And this horse has actually got an entry uh, for the county hurdle at Cheltenham. And obviously he's rated 126. He would need to win this to, to probably get in. But uh, I know they do think the world of him. He's been a good bump horse as well. I just thought, I just couldn't see why there was such disparity between him and Shall We Have One More, who I, I just think he won a bit of a Mickey Mouse race last time at Sandown. And I don't think a lot of that constitution form really stands up. I've seen Jatoyle get beat from it. I, I'm really sweet on the chances here of Autumn Risk. I think get on at 5-1. to one, I think he's an each way bet to nothing. And 
uh, he should be a lot shorter than the better in my opinion but that's racing and it's a game of opinions and yes uh, different thoughts there from all of us we then um, go on to the last race at Kempton we're going to be looking at it's in the 337 it's the Coral, Coral Trophy Handicap Chase it's a grade 3 uh, handicap and Ansam has been your well supported favourite here for Adam Wedge and Evan Williams he's currently available at 5-1 to one. 5 star getaway isn't far behind at 11-2 to two. the big breakaway is at 15-2 to two. Captain Ord at 15 to 2, Galahad Quest at 8 to 1, and bigger are the rest. Um, lots of these have chances. Uh, who did you like in this one, Izzy? Well, obviously, Anne Sam's had a few of these in behind um, last time, but I I do quite like that. I'm, I did struggle, if I'm completely honest with you, to pin my colours to one mast at the moment. Um, but I do quite like, so Five Star Getaway has had his form front. Um, by um, Fortescue winning the Class 1 at Ascot last weekend. Um, obviously, you've got Christian Williams there on a 30% strike rate, so quite like five-star getaway. Um, but I will give a little shout, and you're probably expecting this too. Good boy, Bobby. Um, he's never out of the top three, and I think he looks a decent price. Um, so, yeah, that they're probably the two that I'm settling on more i'm probably going to split my money to be honest but five star getaway is my bigger fancy at the moment yeah i, I could see the case but i can see the case for both of them i thought good boy bobby might have a bit of a chance maybe 150 could be a bit big ask um and five star getaway just got that course and distance for him and we know he can run up a sequence as well he was a very progressive um chaser last year through the handicaps but maybe i just thought his mark could be potentially on the high side now but um you definitely got to say he's got a chance. Uh, how about you, though, Paul, in this one? Did you have a, a strong uh, fancy, maybe one at a big price? I'm with five-star getaway. Um, he was held up last time out. It didn't quite work out at Sandown, and he only managed to finish three of third of five finishes home. But prior to that, he was a good winner over course and distance when connections opted to use more forceful tactics as Izzy mentioned he got the better of Fortescue who completed it it was it was one of a, a treble for my former boss Henry Daly last weekend he won a, a stay and chase at, at Ascot last Saturday incredibly a road is absolutely unrelated to this 337 on Saturday afternoon I finished a road his half brother Fortescue's in the Renaissance at the same meeting back in 07 so Line through that form, I think the, the Christian Williams trend five star getaway can get back to winning ways here in the hands of Nick Scope. Hmm. Paul and Izzy are in agreement there with five star getaway. I'll just give a shout out to the big breakaway. I thought he was a fair each way price. Obviously, isn't necessarily the most trustworthy, but he returned to form over hurdles last time out. Wasn't beaten very far. Back over fences. Um, some of his form from earlier on in the season isn't that bad. He's having a second run after the wind up. Uh, cheek pieces go on him. I just thought for Mark of 147, if he replicated his run here in the quarter star and obviously chase behind Chamblou, he had more of a chance. And he reminded me as well a bit of a horse that Tizard's had when this race a couple of years ago called Mr. Malarkey, who kind of went off the boil and then out of nowhere won this uh, race at a big price. Just reminded me of him a little bit. He's still only a seven-year-old as well. Still quite a young horse. So maybe there could be a bit more to come from him. But Paul and Izzy are in agreement then with five-star getaway. And I'll give a positive mention for the big breakaway. So that's all the action at Kempton covered. We've just got one more race we're going to look at, which is the Ida Chase. It's the marathon contest over four miles. 
And a Claire Surf, who's your classic chase winner at Warwick, heads the betting here. He's also as well tied, I should say, with History of Fashion, who's been attracting support uh, there for Peter Fahey, the Irish Raider, and uh, and the rest of bigger prices. Um, Poole, uh, again, I thought this was very competitive. Plenty in here of chances. Who did you like? Yeah, this is hugely competitive, as always. You know, we have History of Fashion, and Claire Surf towards the, the top of the betting market. I'm going to take a chance. A lot of firms are playing six places here, 50 odd six places. I'm going to take a chance on the Ian Duncan train, strong economy. We finished sixth in this race last year, having made it a bad mistake and lost his position around about the halfway marker. Slight concern would be the ground might be a, a little bit on the lively side. His best form has come with on, on heavy growing and there's no rain forecast at the minute. The official going, I think, is good to solve. So that would be of slight concern, but... I think strong economy could be a bit of each way value here at 25 to 1. Another one of interest is the Rose Dobbin train, Rathon Lure. Craig Nichol takes the mount. I thought he looked quite decent on his second victory at Carlisle back in November 2020. He's obviously had his issues. He's nine year old. He's nine years old. He's only having his eighth start under rules following his three start and point to points. But Rathon Lure could be of interest at 16 to 1. But I, do, I think strong economy, 25 to 1. You could do worse than have a small each way wager on him. Yeah, I think both your selections are really interesting there, Paul. Uh, strong economy, I remember I put him up to win at air, uh, I think it was last season, and he literally came from the clouds. And I think he traded about 1,000 to 1 in running. Um, and we know he's going to relish the trip. And yeah, he, he maybe a, a big price there, he's worth an each-way fancy. And Raflor as well, he cost 100,000 a pound at the sales uh, a couple of years ago um and yeah and he can go well fresh and he's very likely racing more to offer potentially yeah but interesting selections there from paul how about you though izzy i see there's a nigel twist and davis horse in, in the race we'll check it out are we going with him how did you know <laughs> just know every week um, i actually do like him um he's got Jordan Naylor claiming three. Um, he's not been disgraced in some higher grade races. I mean, if you look at him going over a more marathon distance, over three mile four at Sandown, I feel he was pulled up there, but I feel you can forgive that because he was hampered in running. Um, so it's probably, you know, over not not giving him his ideal ideal run there. Um, but yeah, so I do, I do just like him. I think at 10 to one, he's a decent price. Yeah, he's still quite a young horse. He's he's not maybe got to 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 his ultimate goal yet. I think potentially they could be lining him up for the Scottish National, which they uh, were so close in a couple of years ago in these colours with Bally Optics. So yeah, may, may, maybe who knows Scottish National, but maybe keep, keep an eye out there for check it out. And you'd like to say he'd have to probably run well in this if he if he was going to feature in that. But at least they'll know if he stays if he runs well in this. So. Um, yeah, check it out. Is for Izzy and Paul was quite keen on the chances of strong economy and Raf and Ur, if I can pronounce it correctly. Anyway, that's the main races covered for this week. Obviously, there's some other good action as well. Um, I'll open it up to the floor. Um, Izzy, was there anything else that you liked from uh, the races that we've not covered? Um, there's a couple I like. I'm looking forward to seeing Do Your Job. Um, I think he's in the 425 at Newcastle. Um, he was a decent price when I last looked. Um, and I just think that actually he'd probably go, go well there. Um, I think he should win that. And 
I've just got to give a little shout to one of my all-time favourite horses running um, in the 218, I think, at Chepstow. God, these race times are funny, aren't they? The 218. Um, top of the race card, Bally Andy. Just can't wait to see him. Obviously, he managed to finally get his head in front last time, so maybe he can make it a bit of a streak. Yeah, and he gets Finn Lambert claiming 10, so happy days there. Um Poo, uh, you got any fancies away from us? Any across the IRC for us this weekend? I do have another fancy, but it's not at this side of the IRC. It's that side. Um, at Lingfield, we've got a derby to look forward to. A winter derby. Going to post at 2.05 at Lingfield on Saturday. I quite like the profile of Fancy Man for Richard Hannon. John Levy takes him out. He's a winner of his last couple of starts, which include a, a trial for this race. I think... He's five, best price five to one at the minute. That represents a bit of value. Lord North, question marks over the fitness. Elenquire from the Haggis team. Again, fitness would be a slight concern. The yard generally, runners do come on for the run. So on the basis of that, I think Fancy Man is a bit of value for the winter derby of five to one. Yeah, I, I thought he was the way to play in that race. Lord North, might, like you say, might just need the run, but he has gone well fresh in the past. Alan Carr, yet to race on the all-weather, so Fancy Man there might just represent a little bit of value. I just got a couple to throw into the mix as well. Two in bumpers, believe it or not. I don't normally tip up in bumpers. I quite like the chances of Marty Bride uh, in the last at Chepstow for James Bent and John Flint. Um, finished second last time at Exeter with a horse of Tom Lacey's called Cruise Control. They were 23 lengths clear of the rest and they, they were miles better than anything in that race. But you go back to the the debut run here um, at Chepstow, that bumper's worked out really well. I think about three or four um, winners have come out of it and this didn't look a particularly strong race. There's nothing in here with the same form that he's got and I thought he would be quite hard to beat. And the other horse I'll give a mention to in the bumper um, is for Toby Laws in the 4.45 at Kempton. He's got two in here, but I quite like the look of their first string, one way or t'other. is a four-year-old. Um, this, uh, this this is normally uh, won by a good horse every year, but I just thought this horse was a very interesting one. It's got a really lovely pedigree. He's actually um, half-brother to Golden Boy Gray, who's done quite well for, for Gary Moore's team, and has got an interesting uh, good Olfin pedigree on the down side uh this uh this horse is like i say trained by toby laws and he's done really well with his bumpers uh bumper runners this season he's two from three including one of them was called bally glass who ran a really good race uh at newbury in a listed bumper um a couple of weeks ago when it was the bet for a hurdle weekend i just thought he was the most interesting runner in the race and uh with a four-year-old allowance as well i expect him to go close so there they're my two away from the ra uh, main races we've just covered so yeah thanks for paul and izzy for giving up their time this week hopefully we've got some winners for you uh, if you haven't done so already remember to follow, follow us on the socials where we're at in the saddle uh, pod on twitter and also as well on instagram also as well please remember to rate review and subscribe on uh, spotify soundcloud and itunes and please as well remember to gamble responsibly so thanks again for paul and izzy for giving up their time and we'll be seeing you again soon